This episode of Lord of the Rigs is brought to you by Freight Path, the better way to grow your transportation business. Get started today at FreightPath.io. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Terry on the back with another episode of Lord of the Rigs, the podcast where we break down freight tech one buzzword at a time. Today we'll be discussing blockchain, payments, and smart contracts in the supply chain with Corey Skinner, CEO and founder of Factor and Road Launch. Good morning, Corey. How are you doing? Very good. Good morning. How are you, Terence? Uh, all right, all right. It's been a little bit of a slow morning, but you know, you do what you have to do. How's yours? How many How many gallons of coffee are you on, or just haven't started that trek yet? Zero, actually. I should be on my first, but. Unfortunately, interview takes priority over everything else, right? Well, we can take a second for a triple espresso if you need it. <laughs> All <laughs> right. So, uh, you started Factor and Road Launch how long ago? Ah,、uh, good question. So,、um, Road Launch、um, was founded first quarter in 2017. Okay. Whereas Factor、um, came a little bit later. Um, we've been officially in business for just over a year, so it's still really, really new. Okay, so you guys are still in the thick of development, basically. Oh、uh, no, we're all completed development. In fact,、uh, oh, you know,、wow. because we because we did a lot of planning, a lot of design early,、uh, we came out with our initial beta on the Factor platform very early this year in 2019,、uh, and then we commercialized. And now we're in four countries in less than six months. Actually, that's super, that's really impressive because I know that's one of the that's one of the struggles. So when you're building something, you have the tendency to build it before you design it, especially with the new product. It's pretty impressive. You guys actually took the time to go through a design process. Yeah, well, I mean, we we got lucky because、um, because we already had an existing network and because we had strong relationships in the industry. Coupled、uh, with the fact that、um, we we knew what we were going to build, we were able to accelerate quite quickly. Okay, that makes sense. And just to give a little bit more information, what exactly is Factor and Road Launch? Okay, yeah. So we'll start with、um, Factor first. So Factor is a platform in its own right,、um, based on the Stellar blockchain, which allows us to do things like cross-border settlement. Instant audit and reconciliation on transactions, and we can facilitate things like onboarding our global finance partner network for supply chain finance, invoice factoring, advanced purchase obligations, um, PO coverage, risk analysis, or even trade finance. Okay, and then road launch. Road launch is a little different. So the road launch focuses specifically on supply chains. So. Um, as an IBM partner, we digitize all of the transactions within an enterprise's ecosystem. So things like connecting the distribution center to the ERPs to the pri- private、um, or contracted ground freight carriers, all of those relationships and systems, we go ahead and put those on、um, the Road Launch platform, and then we write those to a private blockchain hyperledger fabric. Okay, that's really cool. So the two are the two are very complementary products. It seems they are because Hyperledger Fabric,、um, for those that know,、um, allows you for digitization of docs and those permissions-based smart contracts. 
but it doesn't allow for processing payments. It's strictly blockchain um, and digitization of docs, these types of things. Okay. Whereas Factor, Factor allows us to mirror those transactions. So think invoices as an example. And as we mirror them on Stellar-based smart contracts, we can then process those payments cross-border. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna act like I'm the expert here, but that but you did a pretty great job of explaining the difference between the two. Oh well, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. I should know a little. I should know a thing or two by now. I hope. <laughs> Definitely, it's <laughs> two years is a little bit of time. Is a little, a little bit. bit. Of, a little bit. Uh, so, like, how did you get yourself involved in blockchain? So it, it kind of came back. I came about in a in a real roundabout way, honestly. So. You know, I started my career a um, way, way, way back when I was working for a bunch of companies, but I spent about 10 years working at BlackBerry. And uh. for the 10 years I was there, the last five years I was in manufacturing and supply chain. And throughout that process, and then shortly after, I worked with some great companies based in Europe and the US and, you know, all over the place. But when I was working on the supply chain side, focusing on enterprise, I was really, um, I guess my eyes were opened up to the complexities within supply chain, you know, from the data side, from the system side. So then I said, well, you know, enough is enough. I think it's time for me to, you know, work for myself. <laughs> I founded Road Launch as a platform first to digitize capacity and build an IoT agnostic engine. And then once we started going through the process of, you know, product one, product two, product three, we graduated from ex some accelerators. One of those accelerators was um, um, hosted by IBM. We then shortly after became a certified solutions IBM partner. And then it was apparent that what we were doing um, with some of the stuff I was reading and hearing in the market was perfectly made it to blockchain, but I just didn't know which one. Okay. Um, yeah, and then here we are. Yeah, so it's been quite the journey then. It has been, it has been, yeah. Yeah, like, um... Like similar to you, I think I don't I don't necessarily have a transportation background, but I kind of saw the needs of transportation through like the lens of like supply chain at another company. How do you feel like how do you feel it's different being in this industry when you're not like a trucker or if you're not if you're not directly involved? Does well, you know, sense? yeah, no, it does. You know, I, I, I've been fortunate where we, you know, we, we were able to build products based on customer discovery. And then I coupled that with all of those years experience. So working with electronics contract manufacturers, working with, you know, global supply chains. And, and honestly, Terrence, um, the stuff that we did, you know, statistical demand forecasting, multi-echelon inventory optimization, a whole bunch of different data from a whole bunch of different systems all over the world. That was some pretty complex stuff. So when it came to connecting the truck and you know the trailer to an IoT engine, um, not only did it make sense, but all of that background really helped with with understanding you know forward and reverse logistics. So it, it wasn't so bad, honestly. Okay, that's really cool. So you really had like a lot of like you had a lot of prior knowledge, and it just uh, it just might not have come in the places you would have expected to. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, no worries. You okay? Maybe that. Oh, maybe yeah. you need that espresso now. <laughs> yeah, I do. Maybe I should have gotten that espresso <laughs> first. Oh, never start. But the yeah, day it came. Coffee. It came in. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So sorry. Uh, continue. 
No, I was going to say, you know, like all that, all of that stuff, all of those years of, you know, data and um, enterprise and complicated workflows. Um, I'm not trying to say that logistics is simple. It's very, very complicated. Oh, no. And anyone that works in logistics knows how complicated it is. But exactly. what I am trying to say is, is that um, we, we were, I was used to the challenge. And when we were presented with how do we come up with solutions, um, we, we, we had some pre- previous experience. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, I know like in terms of major features, especially on the factor side, one of the, one of those core concepts that you're pushing is like a, is like a smart contract. So could you give like a rundown of exactly what that technology means and how it's going to be implemented throughout your supply chain process? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, factor kind of got its name at the beginning because we were simply going to factor invoices and we still do that. And so that that system of, you know, getting information from a, a partner platform, whether it's a road launch, whether it's a, a platform like even FreightPath, we can now take those, you know, those docs, mirror them on a smart contract. And then what we do is we don't generate a cryptocurrency. We don't generate anything like this. But by creating that smart contract, mirroring the value and then updating those values based on the Stellar blockchain, what we can then do is through our portal, we bring in finance partners. And those finance partners with the real money is the key component because what we can do now is using freight path as an example. Yeah. We can go in and pull in a thousand invoices from say, you know, 20, 20 companies that own those invoices. Okay. Those 20 companies can now be certified by the finance partners, both by their own credit worthiness and their own due diligence, but also with digital identities, KYC and AML on the platform. So then any updates to those invoices as an example can now be put in a digital escrow certified by not only the smart contract, but also the actual money by that finance partner. And then when the customer chooses to um, pay out that invoice or the supplier asks for advance on those invoices, we can process those payments instantly right to their bank account. And there's no issues with inflation or devalue of the contract, no issues with the documents, et cetera. So it's, it's quite powerful. Okay, so you're really speeding up and securing that entire payment process then. Yep, this is the idea. You know, um, take out the bad, bad actors from the system, provide access to um, a better system for trust and transparency, and then through the process companies, what they can do is is they can see their actual costs yeah. with instant audit and reconciliation. Okay, that that's incredible. So if you could get that implemented basically throughout every company supply chain, that would. That would, that would be great for everybody. Everybody would get paid faster. Well, the people who are, who are, um, who are legitimate at least. And then it just cuts, it cuts down all of like the, the, like the time involved when you're getting paid essentially, right? Yeah, sometimes, sometimes we've even done implementations where an organization has used our platform just for payment and um, receivable obligation visibility. So we don't even transfer any money but they can run instant reports to see how much is being spent, how much is being bled or lost, or how much is owed. Okay, so just just not even processing transactions then, just really as a financial analysis tool? Exactly. Oh, that's really interesting. I never, I never would have thought of that. Now, of course, of course, we want to process the payments, and this is part of the business model. <laughs> that's, that's no, you know, that's no secret, right? But, exactly. Uh, but, it, but, the, but the value is, is twofold, right? 
Yeah, definitely. So it's great that if, if you, even without the payments, you're providing tremendous value to these guys. 100%, 100%. Like when, when that shipment is supposed to be um, tied to commercial terms and, you know, pick up and deliveries and there's issues. Um, issues because of weather, issues because of equipment, issues because of X. Um, now you see the original quotes, you see the original interlock terms, you see visibility throughout the whole process. And then as an example, when that shipment is delivered, you see the delta between point A to point B along with all the changes throughout. So it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. That's one of those that's one of those features I think sometimes you don't even realize how useful it can be until you have it in your hands and then you realize you can't live without it. Well, yeah, like we, we work with a, a company now, um, part of a pilot in South America. And this this company now um, helps smaller companies to secure funding. Okay. And and so this is kind of a, a unique situation because you know, maybe typical banks won't cover them. And so we're in the situation now where we say, you know, you connect a platform like Factor, you Mm -hmm. give us all of the information around the company, um, what their pipeline looks like, you know, any type of historical data that they want to provide. And we can give them a financial analysis model that allows them to, you know, without any certainty, request um, things like, you know, lines of credits or supply chain finance for a new contract. And, and we help them with, you know, spinning up that business model. And we do this in a really, really quick way. So it's quite interesting. Okay. So this is, this is really cool stuff that this isn't just like freight tech even. This is, this is really going into the financial sector now. And then you're really providing that kind of service. Exactly right. Exactly right. Yeah. What started as, uh, you know, one thing has now led to another because, well, the market is looking for it, I guess, right? Exactly. You never know what your product might do. It's you let the market decide, right? I, I think I think uh, I think that's true for a lot of businesses, and, and Terrence probably, uh, you know, even Freight Path to some extent has had to you know make those changes as you go along the journey, right? A hundred percent. Like I know for when we're developing the product, it all depends on what our customers want, right? So as our target market shifts and moves, our product will will necessarily shift and move and evolve to meet that changing demand, right? Yep. Yep. It has to. If not. Uh, you know, maybe maybe you don't have that future that you had, you you had envisioned in the first place, right? Exactly. You become stagnant, and then that's that's something I don't think anybody really is uh, really is happy about at all. Yeah, and sometimes too, you know, the customers they don't really know what they want. It's it's up to you know those startups and the scale ups and those entrepreneurs um, to come up with new ideas that necessarily people don't think about. Uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the old adages is, uh, I think Henry Ford, where he said, you know, if I would have asked my customers what they wanted, they may have said faster horses. <laughs> exactly, that's a great right? way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun times. It's fun times. We get to work with great people and build great products. And of course, it's not without the pressures and the stresses. But um, but of course, you know, if it, if it's if it's worth doing, it's got to be some level of work and challenge, right? Exactly. And I find that's the that's the most fun part. It's that it's playing that balance between building what your customers are asking you to build and building what your customers don't even know that they want. Correct. Right. Correct. We, we find the exact same thing here. Yep. Yeah. And then speaking about that, that leads right into that leads right into one of the, I think the hardest selling points of blockchain right now. I don't think it's the usefulness of it because once you've educated people about it, they immediately see the value. The big issue is that they don't see it because they don't know what it is, right? 
Yep. Yep. Wow. That's right. So there's a, there's a level of, um, you know, hype that's happened over the last couple mm-hmm. of years because of the more common blockchains. So then when you, you meet with certain companies, um, you meet with the leaders of, and, and the managers of those companies, uh, there's a couple of camps. The one camp is, yeah, I get it. I understand blockchain, but you know what? It's, it's not for us. Um, we're going to take a wait and see position. Um, and when our customers tell us that this is a firm requirement, this is when we'll get on the proverbial bandwagon. And maybe this is one camp. The other camp is kind of more to what you alluded to, where, you know, they just don't understand it. They think blockchain is just coin, and this is kind of where the, you know, where the buck stops, right? Yeah, no. So how are you handling those two different uh, different situations? You know, we, we, we cannot serve a lot of those people. Honestly, what we've built on our platforms is a lot different. Um, it is truly what I like to call next generation. Um, and so when we work with companies, we have to work with the leaders within them that are willing to take the the, the leap. They need to be uh, a thought leader. They need to understand that while the market is not necessarily pulling them that way today, they understand that if they don't look to the future, they're gonna be left behind. And so we don't get a lot of business um, for certain segments of the market. It's just, we're just a little bit too far out maybe. Um, but for the ones that are interested and they understand you know, what, what's five years or 10 years out, those are perfect for us. We build cool products, we understand the vision together and we're lockstep all the way. Uh, so it's more than just us building stuff. It's, it's truly a, a partnership, you know? Oh, hundred percent. I think it's that whenever you're, whenever you're getting even close to the bleeding edge, the people that your your customers, they're not just customers anymore because you're building. Um, like you said, you're building like a real relationship there, and it's like a give and take thing with them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's what makes it fun. Uh, this is this is why I put on pants in the morning. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely that's like the name of the game right there. Um, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Like other than just like the education aspect of it, do you think there's any other hurdles towards a, like adoption of this tech? Yeah, there there are because uh, unfortunately, um, you know, there's so much stuff around fraud and bad actors and mm. a lot of con artists and scammers and things like exchanges being, you know, quote unquote hacked uh, when maybe there's a different story to it. Um, you know, these, these ICOs and IEOs and um, coin swaps and the companies just are nothing more than vapor. Um, it, it, it's, it's not ideal. You know, the, the true startups and the true founders, they're looking to the tech to be able to provide, you know, trust and transparency and believe in, you know, what is the future of transaction management as an example. But this, all this stuff on the side is just a bad taste. And, and while everyone can have a, you know, a magnificent meal, everyone's talking about, uh, you know, what was the terrible starter, right? Oh, yeah. See, that, that's going to, I think part of that is just time. As the tech matures, as more and more players like you guys enter the market, eventually I think there's going to be that, there's going to be that moment where blockchain goes from this hypothetical thing that people talk about and theorize about into this very, very concrete thing that people base their supply chains and their operations around. That's right. So I think, you know, we, if you look back over the past couple of years, the true, the, the, the true and trusted diehard blockchain people 
they were they were rewarded by maybe the rise of some in early investments in coins, uh, you know, 2017, early 2018 type of thing. And then there was the cooling uh, where it all kind of crashed, uh, so to speak. 2019 was, uh, you know, the year of the stable coin and maybe the proof of concept. And I expect, and maybe others do as well, where 2020 is, uh, you know, the the rise of true blockchain, the rise of permissions-based smart contracts and, and the, the associated blockchain tech. And then from here, we can really start seeing some tractions because we're we're already seeing seeing a shift where companies are are adopting it, uh, you know. So it's it's happening. It won't happen overnight, but I I do believe that blockchain is, um, you know, blockchain is the future. Um, oh yeah. How we connect data and how we connect the parties involved. Yeah. No. That's. I can't. I couldn't agree more with that. Honestly. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I I don't know what to say. Like there's nothing there that I would even comment on that's basically it's basically yeah, what i'd are, say yeah these are you know these are just my thoughts on what i've seen of course everyone has their own um varying uh you know positions or perspectives on it but um yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of how i think about it over the last few years and where i sit today you know yeah no 100 percent. i feel like it i feel like at this point it's all about people's risk aversion right I think so. Yeah. I think so. But that's a good thing. I mean, uh, you if you run a business, you have to think about risk and you have to have a plan to mitigate it. Uh, if not, you know, avoid it altogether. So it makes sense. Exactly. But without risk, there's no fun. That's what I always you, say. You got it. <laughs> that's you got why. It. That's why we're doing what we're doing. And you're not at, you're not at BlackBerry anymore, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now I super enjoyed my time there, but um, but hey, you know things change, people change, uh, and and with the change comes the challenge, and the challenge is the reward, right? Exactly. Exactly. So just uh, just to wrap up. If there's one thing you want someone to take away from this podcast, what would it be? Uh, you know, um, there's a couple of, of terms I've kind of heard over the last few years that, that really stick with me. And uh, one of those is, you know, fail forward fast. You know, you got to you gotta so, so-called think big, act small, and move quick, you know. So, you know, have a good plan, but don't try and wrap your arms around the whole thing because – it might get a little heavy and your fingertips may not touch. So yeah, yeah, just stay the, stay the course, have a big vision, break it off into chunks and go to work. <laughs> That's a great start to the morning, to be honest. That's the motivation I need to, to skip that coffee. Well, I, uh, I still, I still suggest the coffee, but if you do skip, uh, also, also good times. <laughs> exactly. No matter what, that was a, that was a good way to start the morning. Awesome. Well, Terrence, it was an absolute pleasure. So thank you for the invite. Um, Great to talk to you this morning and uh, looking forward to some feedback when the podcast is published. All right. Uh, Thanks for coming on, Corey. Have a great rest of your day. Take care. You too. Bye for now. Remember to subscribe and join us next week on Lord of the Rakes when we discuss the evolution of the TMS industry from large scale ERPs to modern flexible solutions. Until next time, peace.